You're listening to Rocket Night. So hard with the band in, in the UK for four years now, um, with my first album, uh, Renegade. Um, it took me about three and a half years to to get a record deal, which is here in Cologne, <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a company called Metalville signed us um, without even seeing the band. They never saw us once live. They just heard about what we were doing in the UK, and um, the numbers were increasing and. and We'd sold over 10,000 copies independently at, at the shows, and um, um, but the UK is pretty tough for, for a rock band. You know, it's um, difficult to get the music out there with the radio and, 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 and publications. Um, but we just started to make, got some movement, and then to get signed um, was great because it was just at the time where, because if a band only is successful or doing okay just in the UK you can only really tour twice a year and then it's really impossible to have that as a full-time job you know um, so it was I was really really um, relieved to, to get the contract and uh, actually theory of the dead man were supposed to do the support and uh, how did you get involved in getting hey buddy oh, okay <laughs> Thank you. Um, Unfortunately, um, Theory of a Dead Man had to pull out only two weeks before the tour started. Um, I believe it was financial problems. Um, the uh, exchange rate on the Canadian dollar w went really weak. Um, and unfortunately, the boys, they couldn't afford to, to, to come over and, and, and do the support slot. It's really difficult supporting. There's, there's, not, much, there's not much of a fee to play. So really, your, your only income stream is, is merchandise. Um, and I can do it from the UK because it's only a hop, skip, and a jump over the, the channel. Um, but to come over from Canada, you know, the flights and everything, and the freight and the instruments, um, it's it must cost the best part of ten or fifteen thousand pounds with your work visas just to get here. And then if you know, it's so expensive to tour as well. So. Um, so yeah, I really felt for them because um, I'm sure they would have loved to have done this tour, um, but it is expensive to do. And so I only got a phone call. I have four days to organise the van, wow. the hotels, and everything. Um, my agent called and said, "Look, theory of a dead man. I've had to pull out. Can you do the shows? When? Four days." I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, "Yeah, of course," because um, my my second album is just coming out March 11th. And to get an opportunity to play in Europe for the first time, um, to promote the new songs and the old songs, because no, in Europe nobody's heard anything, so um, it was a great opportunity for us. So we're really thankful. And how is it going? Oh, it's amazing. Uh, we started off in Antwerp, in in Belgium. 
so that was an easy start from London. I drove because I, I, I drive the van and um, it's a pretty busy job. I think it's 6,450 kilometres that I will have driven from the first gig to getting home in three days' time. Um, but it's the, 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 the main thing why it's been so enjoyable has been because Blackstone Cherry, the guys have been so really nice to us. Um, they genuinely appreciate it at last minute that we came in and, and helped them out with the tour and that really shows um, and we're just really pleased that we can do a good job on, on, on supporting them and, and warming the crowd up before they come out and, um, but, uh, but it's, this, this whole um, this whole thing is new to us you know we've never toured outside the UK before um, and to play in front of different people and what we've found the Blackstone Cherry is fans they're so open to receive new music because in the UK with new music sometimes you can get that kind of reaction in the fans and you like really have to work and then by the time four or five songs is finished then they kind of stop clapping <laughs> but here in, in Europe they've just really really been open to, to it and we've had some great responses it's felt like our shows sometimes um, especially the Dortmund show that was great um, but we're just going to finish off now the run. We had 11 shows with them. Mm -hmm. um, we've got three left, and they're all in Germany. Obviously, Germany is a, a really important market for us, being signed by a German label. So um, we're looking forward to a strong finish. And, and then we go home. Um, we've got a, a headline run in the UK going from March 13th to 26th. Um, so it's just been an amazing opportunity just before the, the, the album comes out. So. So the tour in the UK will be much more pressure for you? Uh, no, no. I, um, it's always the same. It's, you always want to go out and do an, a great performance uh, every time, even when you've driven seven hours, <laughs> which I did from, I think it was Paris to Zurich on this one. Okay. And when I got there, I was like, wow, I don't really feel like going out on stage. <laughs> 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 but you have a coffee and you go out there and... Um, so that's when the pressure gets a little bit higher, is because um, sometimes the journey is, is so long in between the concerts. But, um, but uh, yeah, in the UK, the album's not out yet, the new one. Um, so we're still really selling the tickets on what we did before with the first album. So we've just got on the A-list of, of two major rock uh, radios in, in the UK, which is amazing. Um, so that's just started a bit of momentum again for us. Because um, to get on the A-list of the radios really gives you a kickstart on, on the album. And then we're looking for the festivals in the summertime. And with the gigs that we've had in Europe, we're hoping some of the promoters in the countries we've played will, will like it and, and put us on. But then the important time for us really is in the autumn when all the festivals and people have got used to the second album and if they can connect to the music then we can see some, hopefully, some increase on, on the popularity for the, for the band. Do you think it's easier for you because you are already somehow famous as a, a motorbike, motorbike uh, world champion? It's, it's um, in some areas a little bit, but uh, most, most areas not. Because it's difficult for people to accept a sportsman doing rock and roll. Because rock and roll... Especially in the UK, um, it's, uh, it's, it, it's got such a genuine um, kind of 
it, it needs to be um, what's the word I'm looking for if, if they don't believe it then um, then rock and roll is really difficult to, to convince people of what you're doing um, so it, it, I knew that it couldn't be hoaxy in any way where a sportsman was trying to do something else um, I needed to convince people that this is, this is it um, luckily for me a lot of people in the UK knew I learned to play the piano and studied music for five, six years before I even went into motorcycling. So they knew how I had the background. Um, but yeah, it, it's, been, it's, a, it's been a bridge to cross, especially for, um, especially for some magazines and, and, and radios in, in, the, in the UK. Um, it, it's needed this second album to really go, oh, okay, they're, they're here to stay and, you know, now... We, we kind of get it and I, and I feel that that's kind of happening the one thing it did help was my first few gigs I was able to play in front of 70 to 100 people straight away because everybody was wondering what I was doing for the last 18 months because I retired through an injury mm-hmm. and I locked myself away in a hotel for 8 months just writing so when I I then said, oh, I've been writing music, I've got a band together and, you know, please come and see us. I was like, oh, we've not heard from him for a long time, let's, let's go and see. So I had an audience straight away, but, um, but I've noticed in Europe there's only been maybe, on this whole tour, maybe six people that have gone, is it you, you know, who's used to do the bikes. Yeah, so. that's cool. Um, we were talking about your um, next album. Can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, it's called, it's called Cradle the Rage. Um, again, I wrote all the songs with Toby Jepsen from the lead singer of The Little Angels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed the writing process again with him. Um, it was exactly the same as Renegade, the first album. Um, a little bit of a more of a journey to try and find what we wanted to write about this time, because Renegade was really autobiographical. Um, I told him all about my life story, and as I was telling him the story, he had the song titles okay. already done. So um, this time it was more of what 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 are my interests and um, what interesting life I, I have to, to write about. Um, but it was really nice because the first one felt felt like uh, almost like therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so now now I feel like I've got over those uh, um, I don't know uh, those those issues I had on Renegade, and now I can really just write about. Um, the songs I wanted to sing about. Um, um, but yeah, I was really proud of it. I got Mike Fraser uh, in Canada, in Vancouver, to, to mix it as well, which was amazing to have him on board. Um, we had a bigger production on, on this album. We had we had strings, live strings, and, and horn section on it as well. Um, I'm, I have a different band now to Renegade as well, because I started off uh, with a group of guys, and three of them were already in another band, and after we started to get busy, they couldn't do both, so they, they went to what they, they did first. Um, and I was really excited to record with the band I've got now, because they're, they're amazing. Um, and you can really hear that on this album as well. So The original lineup, really, I mean, I wrote the songs with Toby. Then I met Zarab Mellower. Well, instantly, I was blown away by his guitar playing. Um, and I, I, play, I played him the demos that I'd done. And he was like, yeah, I really like this. So I asked him to be the guitarist. And then he was studying at ACM in Guildford, the college. 
So I said, you know, can you find three other guys as good as you um, to, to form the band? Um, and it's changed a few a few times, but this lineup that I've got now is um, I'm really happy with, and hopefully we can stay together for quite some time. So it's me and Zurab really that are the original band members. Yeah, which is family as well. Um, yeah. So you're married to Katie Mizura, yeah. and um, she's also very famous and well known. Yeah. Um, but her music is a bit different. Do you have fights with each other about the music, or, or does she accept that you prefer more rock music? No, to be honest, she's um, she's she's a big rock fan. Okay. Even though she doesn't play, she plays more obviously the folk um, kind of style. Um, her first band, her favourite band, was Queen, which was mine as well. So that's how we got talking so well because we had the Queen um, in uh, Queen thing in common. Um, but yeah, Led Zeppelin and, and, and all of those bands, she was a massive fan of. That's why Zurab is such a rock and roller. He's got longer hair than his sister. <laughs> um, and but obviously she then went on to perform a very different style of music when she met Mike Batt, the, uh, the guy who she collaborated with for, for over 10 years. Um, but yeah, it, 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 I met her because her piano player was a massive motorcycle fan. I took my mum to a concert and I was in the crowd and he spotted me in the crowd. He emailed me, said, was it you? I said, yes. Um, but because I played the piano as well, um, I was really interested to meet him because he's amazing. And he's played on both of my albums as well, on the, on the Hammond. So that was really special for me because he kind of introduced us. And, um, so that's how we got together. Cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a great story, actually. You know, uh, you experienced something bad with your accident yeah. and, and something lovely turned out to be. Well, I was at Katie's concert in Sheffield, where I'm from. Yeah. I should have been racing, but because of the accident, I was at home injured. So me and my mum, I took my mum to a concert because my mum was a big fan. You know. Well, she still is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And now she's your wife. Now she's my wife. Yeah. Um, three and a half years married and um, been together five years. It is in May. So it's gone really quick. But um, but as soon as I finished racing, I, I knew that I, I wanted to go straight back to what I, I I always loved. I played in a covers band for ten years just for fun, behind the scenes of when I was racing. I always had a keyboard in my motorhome. I always played and. The, the more the pressures got on the racing, the higher level I got with that, the more I enjoyed the piano playing because it was the only thing that I, I had to relax myself. Um, and I'm, I'm really pleased that I did. Luckily, I got to a decent level of playing before I got professional at racing. I think because you always have to go through that really tough part of an instrument yeah. where you, you, it's frustrating. But I got past that just as I became professional. So then I never, I never wanted to, to stop then, you know. So I was looking at that. And what is makes you more nervous, st uh, doing the race or being on stage in front of a thousand people? Yeah, I think the stage. Stage. Yeah, I think so because the people are looking straight at you okay. in expectation. With the racing, you can't see them at two hundred miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at uh, some of the races, there was like 120,000 people, but it looked like two people at the speed you were going. So, uh, but with the gigs, when you walk out and people have paid their good money to uh, to be entertained, um, it's pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah. Cool. 
but a good feeling. Same anticipation feeling though. Same nervousness uh, before, like like tonight. I'll be in here, not now, but in a, an hour or so. The expectation will rise. Yeah. Also, the guys from the record company will be here tonight, I guess. They they came to the Dortmund show. The oh, boss yeah. uh, came for the first time ever to see the band. So he was, uh, but he's not here tonight. He's in, I think he's in Miami with another band tonight. So, um, but I think there's two represent uh, uh, representation from from the label coming tonight. So. And how did that develop? I mean, uh, it's not really obvious a German record company signing a UK band. So they heard you on the radio? Or no, I think it must have just been on the internet. They must have just seen, because um, it's a small, indi well, it's a, a small independent label um, compared to the major labels. Um, so because of that, they always have to keep up to date of which bands are doing something around the world and try and get them before the major labels come in and, yeah. and get them you know um, but it was really nice because um, uh, when I met Holger the boss um, it was really genuine um, he'd got a lot of experience in the industry he'd worked for majors before but he still worked with all the people that he used to work with in the majors in this uh, independent label called Metal Bill and um, I got a good feeling that he'd never seen the band before but he was already a fan of the music, so you need people around you that, that understand your music to then work well for you. How did Frank? Well, actually, that's it. Cool. Thanks a lot for My your pleasure. time. No problem and, at all. Uh, My pleasure. Hope to see you soon as a headliner in Germany. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, with the second album coming out, um, I know the label now. We, They've, you see, they've only just heard the, the music on, on album two, but I know they're really excited about it. Um, so it's really, I'm, I'm, I'm in the hands of them now to do the marketing right, to try and get as many people to listen to it, to make their mind up with it, you know. And if a lot of people like it, hopefully we can come back again. Yeah, but I guess, I mean, they want to earn money, so I guess they will promote it in a good way. Yeah, but they've been in the industry a lot, a long time. Um, and the only way to make money is when they're confident that people are going to like it. So it needs to come first, if you know what I mean. And and if they they're really excited now, which means they do like it. So um, well, I'll give it everything as usual. And if they can support me on the same level as I as I want to do it, then uh, hopefully we'll have uh, some success together. Yeah, I wish you all the best, a lot of success, Thank and you. hope to see you. Soon and do another interview when you rock the crowd with uh, 10,000 people. You might know how your new camera works then as well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, James. No worries. You're listening to Rock at Night. Thanks for the intro melody. It's called Get On Down by Billy Bass Alford. Thanks. <laughs>